I'll let you in on a little secret. Reaching your revenue goal won't change your life, but hitting your profit goal, that absolutely will. If you want to build a life-first business this year, you need to create more margin, both in your finances and in your schedule. If you're ready to double down on profit-generating strategies that actually work so you can work four-day weeks, go on real vacations, or even take the summers off, you won't want to miss this. In my free masterclass, Double Your Profit While Working Less, you'll learn exactly how to set your business up to scale so you can give yourself a raise, create a clear plan for how to work that dream schedule, and step into your CEO era, the one where you and your business aren't just surviving, but thriving. You can grab this free masterclass at www.jadeboyd.co backslash double your profit masterclass or go to the link in the show notes. Now back to the show. Are we going to give up TV for one month and start a software company? Welcome to the Business Minimalist Podcast, a podcast about redefining productivity for the modern woman in business and finding ways to work smarter, not harder in business and life. I'm your host, Jade Boyd. I'm an MBA business minimalist and productivity coach who helps overwhelmed business owners simplify and scale their service-based businesses with strategy and systems. On this podcast, we'll explore simple ways to earn more while working less. If you're ready to scale your business, bring order to chaos, ditch the busy work, and make space for what really matters, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Business Minimalist Podcast. Today, we're back with another episode from my Year of Less Challenge, which is a challenge that I'm doing for all of 2023 to do less of something each month in order to be more productive. And it's just my way to structure my little productivity experiments in a way that keeps me accountable to doing them and also sharing all of the results that I'm seeing from each of these challenges with you in case it inspires you to try a monthly productivity challenge of your own. This month, we're talking about TV. We did no streaming September in our house. And before I get into what that looked like for us, I just want to say that each of these challenges has given me results and taught me things that I did not expect to see or learn going into it. And so I'll make sure to link the past episodes that are part of this yearly challenge and the year of less challenge so that you can go back to see some of the other experiments I've done and what I've learned from them. And this month is definitely no different. I learned (laughs) a lot of things that I did not anticipate and it was a lot different than I expected it to be going into the month. So I'm excited to share this experience with you. And what actually inspired this experiment is something that I read in one of my all-time favorite productivity books, The book is called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. I read it twice already. It's one of those books that I'm probably going to read every single year because it's that good. I have highlights on almost every single page. And there's very few books that I would place that status on that I would actually say you should read every single year. And whenever I'm reading books, I'm also trying to read 100 books this year. And whenever I'm rating them on Goodreads, which is where I'm tracking all the books that I'm reading this year, I always compare if it's a productivity book. Is it a five-star book? Is it as good as The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry or not? And if it's not, then I'll give it four stars. But if it is, then it gets five stars. So I really, really love this book. And one of the articles that was cited in this book is an article called The Simple Truth Behind Reading 200 Books a Year. And I'll link this article in the show notes. But basically... The author does the math on how much time it would actually take to read 200 books a year and shows how 
easy it would be. And that is the article that also inspired me to read 100 books. So, you know, this book overall has changed my life. But in that article, he shows by the numbers and it's a little bit subjective because people read at different speeds. But he showed that you can read 200 books in 417 hours. And to put that into context, the average American spends 608 hours on social media and 1,642 hours watching TV, which just kind of blew my mind. When you see it by the numbers, it's crazy. And also to see what you can do with that amount of time. If you can read 200 books in 417 hours, how many books and how many other things could you get done or accomplish or even like hobbies could you enjoy doing with 1,642 hours? And so after reading that, I knew that not watching TV was going to be one of the challenges. And then it just happened to fit in with the catchy name of No Streaming September. So that's what we did for the month of September. And I say we because my husband also was on board with this, which I'm very fortunate that he is willing to let me do these little experiments and support me in them. So we only watch TV together. And I will say that we didn't just say absolutely no TV hard and fast. I wanted to create a challenge that I could see myself doing into the future. So sort of setting rules for TV in our house rather than doing a one month challenge that immediately I just turn around and keep doing all of my old bad habits as soon as it's over. And so here are the rules that we had for No Streaming September. Rule number one is that we did not just sit down in front of the TV and find something to watch. If we watch TV, we had to choose a movie or a specific... We didn't watch any TV shows because we're not in the middle of series, but we chose a movie title. We had to choose it ahead of time before we sat down. So it was an intentionally choosing to sit down and watch a movie, a specific movie, not just sitting down to watch TV and then picking whatever best came up on Netflix or whatever else. The second rule is that we could not be on other screens while we were watching TV, which was another bad habit of ours to have the TV on, but then individually be on our phones or on our laptops at the same time. So we weren't actually present in watching the TV. It was just on in the background. And so second rule, if we're watching TV, we are only watching TV and practicing single tasking. And I made it sound like there were going to be more rules, but really there's only two rules. (laughs) Those are the only two rules of the month. And I was honestly really surprised by how easy this challenge was considering how much TV we watched before. I was expecting this to be really hard and for us to constantly be thinking of movies just to make excuses to go watch TV, but that just didn't happen. We were just watching TV by default, not by choice, but as soon as we decided to make different choices, it actually became really easy for us to live this out throughout the month. And I will say that it was easier for a couple of reasons. One, our TV is in our basement. We have like a main living room on our main floor and then a smaller living room area in our basement where our one TV in our house is. And so if we had a TV in every room and it was more convenient, it might have been harder and it might have been harder to break that habit of turning on the TV when we went into certain rooms. But because it's in the basement and it was not as big of an immediate temptation for us, we just didn't go sit in the basement. And so we weren't tempted to turn it on just to turn it on. So that made it a little bit easier. Again, your environment affects your habits. It affects your productivity. And so thinking about media consumption, if you want to change your habits, thinking about how your environment can support that goal or that habit of yours. And then the second thing, like I mentioned, Caleb was totally on board with this. And so I think this would have been a lot harder 
for me, if he was constantly watching TV or he wasn't on board with the challenge, I totally would have been sucked into watching whatever he was watching if he hadn't agreed to take on this challenge with me. So based on those two things, it did contribute to how easy this felt. It might be harder based on the situation that you're in and who's in your household and what their habits are too. But overall, I was really, really surprised with how easy this was. And to give you a summary of the media that we did watch, which I almost don't want to say because I'm a little bit embarrassed, but this will just show you a different part of my personality, I guess. So in like the second week of September, I had a craving to watch 8 Mile, the movie about Eminem. And so we did sit down on a Saturday night and we watched 8 Mile together. A couple of friends of ours wanted to watch Stomp the Yard or had it on their list to watch and Stomp the Yard. I say that it's my number one favorite movie. It is probably the movie that has been... Whenever somebody asks me what my favorite movie is, I say Stomp the Yard. And I know that there's many other movies that are better than Stomp the Yard, but just for some reason, the nostalgia of watching it, and it's a little bit cheesy, but the storyline just arcs perfectly. And I love dancing movies And so it just hits all the spots for me. And so we invited them over and we watched Stomp the Yard together. And then the third movie that we watched is How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Again, my fault. I had a craving to watch that movie. Caleb had never seen it before. And so last weekend we sat down to watch that. So we watched three movies in September. So probably less than five hours of TV if you combine all three movies Also, if you listen to my episode about my seasonal bucket list, you'll know that being a better Iowa Hawkeye football fan was on my seasonal bucket list. And so we did watch all of the football games on Saturdays and we watched a couple of those with friends. And so we weren't necessarily just watching the football games on our own. Part of that was like going to a friend's house and watching it with a group of people or inviting people to our house to watch the game together. And so It almost doesn't feel like watching TV to me when you put it in that context, but technically the TV was on and we were watching it. And so I'll include that on the list. And then the other thing that we watched, we are big fans of two different accounts on YouTube. The first one is Eamon and Beck, who are a former van life couple who are now turning into like a home renovation YouTube channel. And then the second are Nate and Kara, And they are world travelers and are still vlogging about their travels around the world and their different experiences. And we subscribe to both their channels and really enjoy watching them. And technically, it's YouTube and not streaming or TV. But their channels feel so much like TV because their episodes are like highly edited and developed and great storytelling, great videography. It just feels like a documentary. It feels like watching TV. And so... They typically post weekly episodes, and so we probably watched five or six episodes from both of their channels during the month of September. And so if you add up all of that time, it is a big chunk of time in front of the TV. We watched about 20 hours of TV in the entire month of September, which is way more than nothing, but also way less than what we would typically watch because we were in a really bad habit of like making dinner and then going downstairs and eating dinner and turning on the TV and finding something to watch. And even if we were doing other things, the TV was on in the background. So it was probably on for like three hours a day, which is a lot of TV time, even if we're not actively watching it. It was just not a habit that I liked and one that was hard to break if we were just 
nonchalantly in the back of our minds thinking that we should do it. We weren't actually doing anything about it. And so we did watch a lot less TV than we would typically and in different contexts. In a context where we actually focused on watching the movie or show that was on TV or focused on enjoying friendship and community and like the experience of watching TV rather than mindlessly streaming something that we didn't even really care to watch or pay attention to. And certainly it was way less time than the average because I just did the math on if you take that 1,642 hours a year, that is the average amount of time that an American watches TV on a yearly basis and divide that by 12. That's about 136 round up 137 hours per month of TV and we had 20 hours of TV. And so I feel really good about how this challenge went. And again, because it was so easy and because we set it up in a way that wasn't a one month challenge that we would immediately stop and then just go back to our normal routine because I wanted to be intentional about setting it up in a way that would be sustainable and that we can continue doing. I could definitely see us continuing this trend into the future because we've already kind of reset our habits by doing this for a month and it's kind of become our new house rules. I mean, I need to talk to Caleb to see how he feels about it still, (laughs) but I'm feeling really good about it and honestly don't really miss it. I replaced that TV time with reading time. And I think another reason why it felt easy is because I was in the middle of a really good book series. I finally picked up the Court of Thorns and Roses series in September. And I'm on the fifth book now. And it's a lot better than I expected it to be. And so it was really easy. I wanted to sit down and read. And so that's another reason why I think in September, this challenge went really, really well and wasn't as hard as I expected it to be. If I was not in the middle of a good book series or a good fiction book series, it might have been a little bit more challenging to want to do something else with that time. But I think that comes back to knowing your why for this challenge. And if I were to go back and set this up differently, that is the one thing that I would have done differently starting out was made a list of things that I wanted to spend time doing instead of only the things that I did not want to spend time doing, which this month is TV. And I did talk about this in my monthly challenge when I did the How I Broke Up With My Phone episode on how it's really important to know why you're breaking up with your phone and why those habits matter and what you're going to do with the time that you get back from not scrolling mindlessly on your phone. And I wish I would have made a list like that in September because default, I just went to reading because that's where I wanted to go because of the series that I was in. But I think that I could have been more intentional with choosing some other activities because I had all of that extra time. I just wish I would have made a list of longer activities and would have spent that time doing more than just reading. Because in some ways, I mean, there's a lot of studies that show the benefits of reading over watching TV, even if you're reading fiction, which can feel like watching TV. You're just getting wrapped up in the story and it's not necessarily teaching you anything meaningful, but there's a lot of research. I did the research because I did feel like that. I'm like, am I just replacing TV with reading fiction series, which is basically the same thing? But research has shown that people who read more are less stressed, have less anxiety, and watching TV actually increases all of those markers in terms of increasing your stress and anxiety and making you more worried, which is really interesting to me, just like the psychology of how that works. Because when you're reading you're not being spoon-fed things. You have to use your creativity and your imagination, even with fiction, to imagine 
what's happening and to picture the stories. And it's like very engaging for your brain. Whereas TV really is a passive activity, which does not train your brain to do things that you want it to do more of, right? Some of the research that I was reading described, and I really like this phrase that they use. They said that reading is like cardio for the brain because it is giving your brain a mental workout. And now I'm talking more about reading than not watching TV. So all that to say that I was happy with the way that I spent my time. But I think that I could have been more creative with like going on more walks outside or being intentional about enjoying the fall weather in September in the Midwest or picking up guitar, which is something that I've thought about doing. Caleb's been picking up the guitar and playing every once in a while. And I've thought about picking it up and trying to learn again, which is something I've done in the past and not really stuck with because my fingers are tiny and it hurts when you're starting to learn guitar. But I think I could have made a wider list than just reading things that would have been equally as fun and beneficial. And so in the future, when I'm doing these challenges, I'm probably going to be more intentional with that. But all that to say, if you are doing a no streaming challenge, whether it's no streaming November or some month in the future when you're listening to this, I would encourage you to make that list of things that you do want to do with all of your freed up time so that you can be as intentional with this challenge as you could possibly be. The very last thing that I'll say about this is that every one of these challenges, I've been surprised by how deeply the challenge has impacted different parts of my life. And this month was also no different. And I think this year of less challenge has really just taught me that if you make one tiny change in one area of your life, there are going to be ripple effects in every other area of your life. Some areas may be more impacted than others, but when it comes to productivity and the way that you're spending your time, don't be surprised if you do a very simple challenge of watching less TV or setting better boundaries with your phone or giving up alcohol or one of the other challenges that we've talked about this year and then realize how much that it actually benefited your business or it benefited your personal health, your physical health, your mental health, your relationships. Caleb and I talked a lot more this month than we typically would when we were just default watching TV. And so that's another side effect of this challenge that has been really positive. And actually one of the very first nights that we were sitting on the couch and talking, we ended up talking about business stuff and I was talking about a certain thing. I'm not going to tell you what it is for now. But we had this moment when we looked at each other and I said, are we going to give up TV for one month and start a software company? And it just made me laugh because that is a conversation that we probably would not have had if we were watching TV. And we got into the depths of something, a resource that I have for my clients that I want to develop further and package better for people who are not coaching clients to make it more widely available. And we were just talking through the details of, could this be a software? What would that take? And he was basically like, it would take about 40 hours to build the spreadsheet that I have into a software if I do all of the formulas and coding so that everything's connected the way it should be. And so that was just a crazy moment for me to sit and realize like, what opportunities are we missing out on? because of the amount of time that we are just zoned out, not present in our own lives, watching TV. And so this challenge was a lot deeper than I expected it to be. I expected it to be a month of me like grumbling and wanting to watch Grey's Anatomy or Only Murders in the Building or other series that we're in the middle of. But overall, it was a really positive experience and something that I want to continue doing as much as possible. So this episode is as much for me as it is for you so that I can come back and listen to how good this month was and remind myself that this habit made a big difference or 
this lack of a habit, I guess, this change in a habit made a huge difference on every area of my life in September. So if you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear future episodes of the Year of Less Challenge and what I'm up to next, there are still three more challenges in this year. And so three more things that I'm going to do less of in order to be more productive or at least experiment with and see if it works. And so make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you won't miss those episodes. And I hope that you can take what you learned today and get 1% better this week. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Business Minimalist Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd be so grateful if you'd rate and review it on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening today. Your rating and review will help more small business owners discover helpful episodes each week. And don't forget to check out the show notes for the tools and resources mentioned in today's episode. Because good ideas don't grow businesses. Action does. And if you want more business minimalist tips and resources, head on over to Instagram and follow me at jadeboyd.co. I'd love to hear what you took away from today's episode. I'll see you next time on the Business Minimalist Podcast. The number of women burning out is at an all-time high right now, and I'm on a mission to change that. If you're a service provider who's feeling overwhelmed, overworked, and underpaid, don't let another year go by staying stuck. The Business Edit is a 12-month group coaching program that helps you declutter your business from top to bottom so that you can have shorter to-do lists, a clear strategy to scale, and know exactly what to focus on each week to drive results in your business. You'll end the year with the business that you've been dreaming of building, one that gives you your life back and pays you more than you've ever made before. In the program, you'll follow my signature five-step method for scaling your service-based business. You'll get business minimalist strategy, marketing, systems, and productivity roadmaps that are simple to understand and easy to implement, plus 12 months of customized one-on-one coaching to help you every step of the way. Join me inside the business edit at www.jadeboyd.co backslash coaching and get my step-by-step blueprint with everything you need to build your dream business in 2024. Now back to the show.